0: All right, let's get the show on the road.
1: Commanding you to bow down. I'm on your side. By branding you as a rebel. But you're not. A traitor.
2: This isn't freedom, this is fear. Are not the government.
1: The government is not us. This is Dean Files.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dino Files. Episode number 104. Coming at you live on the very first day of July. Another Wednesday show. I think it's going to be a Wednesday for the remainder of this uh, tax class that I have. Coming at you live on alternative internet radio, AIRAD.IO slash live from Mega City 3 Man, it's been a uh, it's been an interesting few days. Hey, we got Jake in the chat joining live. HfTm there as well. Several stories from the Discord. Several people decided to drop stories in the Discord. I'm uh, I'm very happy to have got a couple from Ixirce, Got a couple from uh, from Jake. Got a couple from uh, or one from. I'm trying to remember now. There's so many. Um. Yeah, got a couple from Jake Lindsey, uh... Bullshido offered to drop a video of himself being attacked by a ram... Um, which he did not drop in the chat. <laughs> but, uh, I, I would have talked about that, Bullshito. I'm sorry I didn't respond to that. He asked if he dropped a video of himself being attacked by a ram if I would discuss it. I would have, yes. Um, in fact, I probably can next week. Because <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Um, we also have uh, a couple of stories shared by XRC uh, with regard to, like, privacy and, and apps that don't care about your privacy. Things of this nature. A lot of news today as well. We got interesting articles, uh, an interesting article. Uh, nothing from the fire, because it's slow right now, because there's nothing really going on on campuses. Well, there is some, but I would love to talk about one topic in particular with regard to that stuff, but I can't. And it just, just know that. Know that it hurts me that I can't talk about it. Um, let's have, uh, first though, I, I do want to play some audio here. Uh, just a few minutes of this, and it is going to be a few minutes. So I guess, you know, settle in for it. But, um, something very interesting happened this week with regard to a project, a, a crowdfunding platform called New Project Two. This was a somewhat private crowdfunding platform that was started by Dick Masterson. Um, as people were getting, you know, deplatformed off Patreon and things like this, Dick Masterson was being like, you know what, fuck this noise, I'll make my own. So he made his own, and uh, it just got shut down. And the reason is uh, very interesting. I just want to play, I'm going to play this audio. Like I said, it's a few minutes, but but you need to hear the whole story. And I don't think I could relate it to you as well as Dick Masterson can. There were several people on that platform, and, and uh, now it's gone because, well let's just let's just play the audio it's an interesting uh little turn of events that we have here
2: i don't know quite how to sum it up what happened with new project two so i'll go you with like why like what their reasons get into all that well do you do you want is it interesting to people i it mean this is. is because people i'm interested because as i always say uh so sales works by letting you in fill in the gaps on your own okay this is you got a beer can on tv and a bunch of hot bitches how does that happen? Well, that you fill it in, yeah. sir. All well, you know is a beer women. your mind will fill in the gaps. Yeah, they don't
1: even show you drinking the beer because they can't they can't really do, do, that. do that, right? They can't do like, that. It's implied. You drink the beer, and then you're, the logical step conclusion step two, yeah,
2: leads you to. And that's why people tolerate the system that we're in because they fill in the gaps themselves. Like, oh, I, I bet I know uh, how this goes. Massive credit card companies are always sending me offers. They must want me. Yeah. I'm in control, I can pick Oh, ho, 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 Who's got the best offer for me? 1% back? I'm afraid that's not enough mm-hmm. I need 2% back, mm-hmm. I'll take it right. You've pleased me Now I shall call your 800 number And scream uh, at an Indian They work for us They work for us, but they don't No They do not No You, all of us, he, she, zir, zim uh, Everybody celebrating homosexual month Everybody not celebrating homosexual month Everybody aggressively not celebrating it Everybody using pronouns, ignoring pronouns, not using pronouns, black lives, white lives, blue lives, all of them. Yellow lives, Simpson lives. Everybody is a machine that turns oil into debt to these people. That's who's in
1: control. That's why this is interesting.
2: And it is because people and I am the only person who has gone through it. From soup to nuts, uh, from mouth to asshole, and been shit out the other end. I am the only person who can tell you how it works from A to Z, from ants to AIDS. And I will do. So, <laughs> I will do so whenever you want, because this one, the con- the control over our commerce, the control over our economy, the con- the control over the freedom of our commerce, is slowly destroying the fabric of the co- the fabric of America yep. on both sides. Not the conservative side, not the not the right, not the left, but yep. everybody.
1: It's bigger than that. We are all
2: living under this machine of debt that enslaves us from before we're born till long after we're dead. Well, Mastercard. If you think about it, like our our dollars are fucking tax credits. <sighs> yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> oh, here you go. They're tax notes. Literally, they're debt. And every, every at every step in this process, and I appreciate the suggestions. I appreciate the suggestions, even though I may, const- I may sometimes have a sarcastic word about the suggestions of what I should do. It is only because of my frustration at the system itself, and that your suggestions are correct because you think the system makes sense, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. The- it works in reverse. Yeah. Uh, Mastercard put me on the match list. Well, I was put on the match list. Okay. Let me start T- tell me tell me what match list. The match list is. is a global blacklist. Okay. When it comes for credit card processing. If yeah. you're on it, you cannot you cannot process credit cards. I yeah. mean, actually, let me bring it up. Let me read you some of the things that are on the match list. Yes, match, yes. And I want to know what's on list, the match list, mastercard.
1: why someone gets put on the match list. I found out on Monday. Because uh, if it's if it's because they're afraid of public outcry, everybody is Everybody is overestimating that basically. Now keep
2: in mind, I can go like, I can get 10Gs at the bank. Yeah. I can buy thousands, hundreds of thousands in cryptocurrency and send it to Iran. I can walk mm-hmm. down the street and buy and buy a slave, buy a, buy a trafficked human yeah. with a briefcase of cash. Mm-hmm. Okay? There is no there's no limit to what evil can be done with money yeah it is it's it, it's preposterous mm-hmm. it's doubly so in the patriot act puts this onus of this on the banks and the finally financial institutions that empower these um that empower these um uh whoops these merchant accounts here's here's the list laundering oh wow that's pretty serious that's excessive a, chargebacks that's a, like a, yeah that's excessive fraud uh-huh. fraud conviction okay uh bankruptcy liquidation insolvency Um, and here's the, now, now, now keep in mind, if you're on the list, offshore bank accounts will process you. If you're on the list, if you're on this list, guilty of those things, they will still process for you. So, you know what? Mm. You're a bad guy. We're a bad guy. We're just going to take a cut of your, we're going to take to the tune of 10, 15% of your money. I see. Except they will—they will, they will the process bad, it's you. The, it's
1: the bad guy penalty. It's bad guy penalty.
2: Yeah, You're bad guy. You do a little bit of fraud. That's okay. You do yeah. what you do to get by. It's okay. It's a rough time. It's a doggy dog world. Some people got to go to loan sharks. Except yeah. for one. Except for one. Except for one code on that list. Yeah. Guess which one it is. Violation of standards. Yeah, that's me. Wow. wow. Globally done. Out. Done. No more. Start a new. Start a new LLC. Why? So. He
0: was shut down because he was put on the match list. This is a this is a list of uh of the match list is a list of organizations that are not allowed to do business basically. Um this list exists because and Dick alluded to it there. This list exists because the Patriot Act places the onus for ensuring that illegal shit isn't happening with money on the banks on specifically the banks that are in charge of most of the systems it comes down effectively to mastercard mastercard uh, uh and chase as well these the the big banks control even the smaller banks and they control the clearing houses the clearing houses which uh every night this is something that people don't i don't think know about the way that money moves um the clearing houses exist to process transactions. This is part of, uh, this ties into microservices architecture and, um, the part of like basically how the internet is built to a certain extent. Um, but the, these, 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 uh, these microservices that are, that serve the clearing houses at, uh, it, overnight will move money around. That's how, that's how your checks get deposited overnight rather than, uh, Rather than at, uh, rather than when, instead of having to wait a few business days, um, but this whole system is controlled by the big banks and specifically Mastercard. It's it's actually a, it's incredible how much control Mastercard has over this system. So if you get put on the match list, and this is an interesting fact about this as well, you're allowed to commit fraud and you can still get processed by overseas banks. You're allowed to uh to um have excessive chargebacks. You're basically allowed to launder money and you can still be processed by overseas organizations. You cannot, however, be processed anywhere if you're on the list for violation of standards. This is absolutely undefined. What constitutes a violation of standards is not defined. And they will not tell you what you did wrong if you are put on said list. They will not make you aware of what standards you violated. But if you're on the list, you're over. You can try and, uh, Dick was about to get to you, you can try and put an LLC inside another LLC and hope nobody notices. But ultimately, at that point, it's kind of like running from the law. Like, eventually, you're going to get caught. So, what do you do? Nothing. Because you're fucked. You are not allowed to have a business that, that requires credit card processing. And so Dick's point in all of this is effectively to say, if you're pissed off about the fact that Subscribestar and that uh, organizations, uh, uh, services like Patreon and things like this have to censor, or that they do censor, they have to. Because if they do not, they will be put out of business. They must censor to survive. And this exists, this entire system exists because of the banks and the Patriot Act. That's why any of this exists. Jake in chat points out, Bitcoin is a threat to this. It is. It is. Cryptocurrency generally is a threat to this. Any, any decentralization is a threat to this. And they have two choices with regard to that. And I'm glad he brought that up. They can choose to either um, kill, try to kill crypto, or they can co-opt it. Those are the options. And and I know there are a lot of people, especially Bitcoin maximalists, who 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 kind of carry this the uh the, the argument forward that Bitcoin can't be co opted, that you can't control the Bitcoin economy. I I personally I don't agree with that. If we're talking about banks here, we're talking about effectively what is an organized cabal of financial institutions that all answers to the same fucking uh, organizations the world over. This is the IMF, this is uh, the the World Bank, all of these organizations are tied into one another, and so when you have a country like China, and uh, I believe Brazil was trying to do this as well, all you need to do is get companies to take over the mining process, make mining hard enough that... You, uh, that, that individual consumers at this point, it's difficult for an individual consumer to mine Bitcoin. You still kind of can, um, uh, Jake says, yeah, I talked to roll about this. It's a massive organization that could work on the crypto issue. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it could be co-opted. I really do think it could be co-opted. You just get like Amazon to do it (laughs) or Google. I'm sorry. I'm coughing. Jake says, yeah, that's my position too. Yeah, there's a lot of people who think that, that, that crypto is, is uh, safe from this, but they're not. And I think that'll be the move going forward. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. I just wanted to cover that because uh, it's a thing not a lot of people know about. I don't think the match list is super common knowledge. If not, like, I, I think people know it exists as far as like, uh, uh, people who fund terrorism Um, I think people know there's a list of that kind of thing that can get you, you know, removed basically from the ability to process money. But, uh, I don't think people are aware that you can just be put on it. You don't have to have done anything. You can just be put on the list. Um, and they don't have to tell you why. So yeah, where, where I think it's true. And and there are some people who, who saw this happen, uh, and saw what Dick posted on Twitter and they said, well, Bitcoin fixes this. And I think that's probably true. I think crypto fixes this to an extent. But again, crypto is not bulletproof. It's, you can centralize it. You just, need, you just need the resources to do so. And these organizations certainly have the resources. Um, let's move on. Let's go to uh, here. We have an interesting uh, article from the EFF. The Electronic Frontier Foundation. Um, I've been. Ta- I was talking about this a little bit when when the lockdowns first kind of started. I was talking about this. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm very concerned about the social upheaval that's being caused by these lockdowns and by people working from home. Um, not that I think working from home is a bad thing, but I think there are people. There are things that people are being forced to contend with in working from home that are going to have a negative effect on on uh on social expectations, especially expectations of privacy moving forward. And that's that's uh something again I've talked about a little bit before, but um this was published on June the 30th. Inside the invasive secretive bossware tracking workers. Uh this is an interesting article, so I'm only gonna read uh sort of the beginning of it, but you uh it will be in the show notes if you're if you're interested in going through and, and reading the entire thing. It, it is not a short piece necessarily. COVID-19 has pushed millions of people to work from home, and a flock of companies offering software for tracking workers has swooped in to pitch their products to employers across the country. The services often sound relatively innocuous. Some vendors bill their tools as automatic time tracking or workplace analytics software. Others market to companies concerned about data breaches or intellectual property theft. We'll call these tools collectively bossware while aimed at helping employers bossware puts workers privacy and security at risk by logging every click and keystroke covertly gathering information for lawsuits and other uh, and using other spying features that go so far uh, beyond. I'm sorry, that go far beyond what is necessary and proportionate to manage a workforce. This is not okay. When a home becomes an office, it remains a home. Workers should not be subject to non-consensual surveillance or feel pressured to be scrutinized in their own homes to keep their jobs. Uh, And then it goes on. It talks about the different kinds of uh, software that is being used against people. Um, It talks about location tracking, key loggers, uh, things that run the webcam in the background. Um, I'm going to have to use one of these when I take an exam uh, uh, in, in uh, the coming weeks. Uh, there's one of these that they're going to make me install and run in my house so that I can take an exam so that I can pass this fucking class I'm in. This is what they're making people do. And I think, I'm, I don't think people understand exactly what it is that's happening because I don't see enough people angry about this. If you, if, uh, if this is, this, there's been no outcry that I've seen with regard to these things happening, which tells me people don't know what's happening because anyone in their right mind, if they knew this was going on, would be pissed and should be. So that story, the rest of that, I'll, I'll, I'll leave in the show notes. Again, it's not short, uh, but it is very interesting, but we got to move on to some news. Uh, Let's go on to Reason. Touching your phone while driving is now illegal in Idaho, Illinois, and Indiana. Uh, As Americans celebrate Independence Day this week, state authorities will be armed with all sorts of new ways to restrict our liberty to control us. This includes several states starting to crack down on any cell phone use while driving and giving police a new pretense for pulling people over. One such place is Illinois, where it's now illegal for drivers to do so much as touch a cell phone, laptop, or tablet while driving. The state has also started to ban drivers from streaming any videos from smoking cigarettes in a vehicle if there's someone under the age of 18 in it. Idaho, too, will ban drivers from using cell phones or any other handheld devices, including when they're stopped at a traffic light or a stop sign starting the day. Similarly, in Indiana, touching a phone while driving is now off limits. Quote, you can, however, make phone calls using a hands free device, or uh, there will be exceptions for calling 911 in an emergency situation. In South Dakota, drivers are now banned from using their phones for anything other than talking, and cops can pull over people if they think they see them looking at a phone. What could go wrong? Uh, this is a. a are, are the radios going to be taken out of cars now? I don't expect an answer, but I I would love to have someone who is responsible for this legislation in front of me so I can ask them, uh, will you be removing the radios from the cars? If you're making it illegal to even so much as touch a phone, why is the radio allowed? What is the difference between my Spotify stream and a CD player in my car? What is the difference? Why is one allowed and the other not? Why can I not reach up and touch skip on my phone, but I can reach up and touch skip on my CD player? Why? What's the logic? Is there any? The answer's no. Uh, so, fuck legislatures. That's what I'm saying. Uh, fuck legislatures and fuck laws. Uh, more, from reason. Supreme Court declares another abortion law unconstitutional. This was an interesting result. Uh, oh, Jake in the chat. Bananas. How do they know if the cell phone companies are monitoring it? Uh, uh, how do they know? And if the cell phone companies are monitoring it, it adds another layer of privacy issues. Yeah, that actually is something that's been introduced um, I'm not sure about the actual cell phone monitoring, but monitoring people in their cars is something that's been introduced by these insurance companies now. These these uh, you have the the little uh, the little uh, tracker basically that logs data about how you're driving. You plug it into your into your car, and uh, you can get this from like Geico or whatever. And this is how you get your safe driver discount and shit like this now. Um, so people have been conditioned to accept it um and those kinds of things i'm pretty sure that there are apps that you can download oh i know for a fact there are because my girlfriend had to had to tell her mom not to sign up for this crap um that you can get an app that basically does the same thing it it tracks your gps if you're in the car it, it tracks how fast you're going uh how hard you stop all of this um it it tracks all of that information. Yeah, the the, the privacy the privacy issue with regard to uh, being in the car, especially with insurance companies, is actually is is one of the most concerning developments I've seen in cell phone tracking in recent memory. Um, more disturbing, in fact, I think even than COVID uh, contact tracing. Um, it's, it's incredibly disturbing, and people are being bribed into allowing it because they get a discount of like 100 bucks total. It's, it's ridiculous. Supreme Court declares another abortion law unconstitutional. The U.S. Supreme Court has handed another blow to backhanded attempts at abolishing abortion by making clinics comply with ridiculous and unnecessary regulations. In a 5-4 decision released Monday, the court struck down Louisiana law act 2, uh I'm sorry, 620, saying doctors to perform abortions must have, quote, admitting uh, privileges at a hospital located not further than 30 miles from the location at which the abortion is performed or induced. Uh, if enforced, it would have left Louisiana with just one abortion clinic statewide. Uh, In the consolidated cases before SCOTUS, five abortion clinics and four abortion providers challenged Act 620 before it was to take effect, alleging that it was unconstitutional because, among other things, it imposed an undue burden on the right of their patients to obtain an abortion, uh, states the court's summary of the case. Previously, U.S. District Court had declared the admitting privileges law unconstitutional quote, finding among other other things that the law offers no significant health benefit that conditions on admitting privileges uh, common to hospitals throughout the state have made and will continue to make it impossible for abortion providers to obtain uh, conforming privileges for reasons that have nothing to do with the state's asserted interest in uh, in promoting women's health and safety and that this inability places a substantial obstacle in the path of women seeking an abortion. Uh, But the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit reversed the district court's ruling Supreme Court has now reversed the Fifth Circuit decision. Now, this was uh, very similar to a law that was passed in Texas and then overturned uh, by the Supreme Court—a nearly identical law, actually. The people were surprised. I say people. Um, I guess it's accurate. People were surprised that Justice Roberts, the Chief Justice, uh, was—he was the swing on on this particular issue. He uh, he had voted against. Overturning the Texas law. And when this came up, everyone assumed, not everyone, many people were worried that Roberts was going to hold the line on his disapproval of overturning the Texas law by disapproving of overturning Louisiana law. And that didn't end up happening. And this is why Roberts is someone that the conservatives claim as one of theirs. And when I say conservatives, I mean political conservatives, claim Roberts as one of theirs. He's a Bush appointee. Um he's been Chief Justice for a while he but he was the guy who allowed uh the individual mandate in Obamacare to stand on the basis that Congress has the ability and the right to uh tax, even though the text of the bill said that the fee for not complying with the individual mandate was not to be considered a tax, so he makes these decisions um it's not surprising that he makes these kinds of decisions. This was done for a very specific reason, and that reason is because there's a concept in law, especially in the United States and other former British colonies, but in in a lot of Western courts, the idea of stare decisis. Stare decisis uh, means let the decision stand. This is the basis of the idea of common law, that through case law, you find uh you find similar instances similar fact patterns you make logical decisions and just decisions based on those fact patterns and then when another case comes up that has similar facts um then you can decide that case based on what you've said before this allows there to be consistency in law and in outcomes uh uh without um having to constantly sort of uh relitigate the same things uh, as far as the legal principles at play at bottom go you 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 don't have to continually you can this is how you get legal principles is by allowing logic and just decision making to stand over time um this is a thing that the court has been killing stare decisis at the supreme court level at this point is a shambling corpse it is it's Nobody cares about it anymore. There's a, there's a, there's a good, uh, 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 Supreme Court podcast out that does this. There's a bunch of, there's a couple of court watchers and lawyers who, who do this, this podcast. But one of their, one of the things they like to say is that Star Isis is for suckers. The, the court doesn't really believe in Stardust Isis anymore, but, justice roberts is a judicial conservative and this means that he as chief justice wants people to look back at his time as chief justice and say that he did not put the final bullet in the shambling corpse that is uh stare decisis that he made decisions based on the legal principles upon which you're supposed to make decisions that he did it right That's what he wants. And so if you understand that about Justice Roberts, this decision was not surprising. The fact that Justice Roberts would say, look, this court overturned an identical law in Texas, and so we have to overturn it here. I mean, this is the... We made that decision. And so the same decision must be made in this case with almost the exact same facts. Um, All that is to say, please, for the love of God, conservatives on the internet, stop talking about how Roberts has been on the wrong side of all these cases. No, he hasn't. He absolutely has not. Roberts has been behaving like a judicial conservative. It's exactly what you would expect from him. It is not surprising. And all these conservatives are talking about how Roberts has betrayed them. And all of a sudden, no, he hasn't. He has not. He's just applying the law the way the law is meant to be applied. That's a pretty conservative stance. Just because it doesn't have the outcome you would like does not mean he's not being a conservative. He very much is. And expecting him to do otherwise, by the way, is expecting him to legislate from the bench. So all these conservatives who demand that we, we can't have these courts legislating from the bench, well, that's what you're asking Roberts to do. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've been really bothered by it for days because these conservatives do not understand what the hell's going on. Um... Let's move on to a story from uh, Fox Business. Trump supports stimulus payments larger than $1,200 in next stimulus bill, he tells FBN. This is, uh, they're turning the money tap back on, so we'll see who gets the payout. Uh, last time they did this, it was it was banks and uh, uh, large organizations that got uh, most of the money the last time they passed one of these, so we'll see who gets all the money here. Uh, President Trump supports another round of economic impact payments to individuals, he told Fox Business on Wednesday. Uh, quote, I support actually larger numbers than the Democrats, but it's got to be done properly, Trump said. I want the money getting to people to be larger so they can spend it. I want the money to get here quickly and in a non-complicated fashion. The Democrats have advocated for another round of $1,200 payments, indicating Trump would like to see checks in excess of that amount. The president also mentioned he wants the next round of stimulus to create a quote great incentive to work, referring to the $600 bump in unemployment benefits implemented as part of the CARES Act. Republicans have since criticized the measure as a deterrent for unemployed individuals to seek out new employment. My problem with the Republicans on that issue is that, uh, yeah, bumping unemployment does reduce the the uh, the uh, incentive for getting more work. But you know what else reduces the incentive for getting more work? 30% unemployment. Demand for jobs is so high right now that even if you want to find a job, you can't. Demand is too high. And there's not enough supply. If you really want people to get back to work, open the fucking economy back up. Let's move on. Ah, here we go. We're going to have a run of stories here that came to us from the Discord. Let's look at who shared this one. This was shared by Jacob Lindsay. Uh... KOAT Action News. I'm not sure where it's out of. Albuquerque. Mystery Jeffrey Epstein statue found in downtown Albuquerque. This is fucking weird. Um, Many viewers reported seeing a statue of convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein in downtown Albuquerque Wednesday morning. Viewers sent him photos of what appeared to be a bronze statue placed in front of the old city hall. Turns out it was actually a painted mannequin. Below the painted mannequin was a plaque that gave a brief background on Epstein and also read in part, quote, he had a home in New Mexico, a Ranch. He was also a rapist who died in prison and then went on to list several court cases involving Epstein and his victims. Uh, by the time KOAT camera crews arrived, the statue had been removed by city staff. City officials say they're looking into how the statue got onto city property. <laughs> um, Jake in the chat, this seems like a really good protest. It's really good. It is stupid good. This is genius. Paint up a mannequin, make it look like a bronze statue, put it up somewhere where it looks reasonable, and put a plaque on it that says Epstein didn't fucking kill himself. I, this is genius. I'm. I wish I'd thought of it. It's really smart. It's it's this is a smart version of the Trump statue with the tiny dick. Like this is the smart version of that crap. I'm really impressed with this. Thank you for sharing it. Um we have another story. This from Exercy. Uh repetitive spammy behavior indeed. Uh, this is from uh, daringfireball.net. He um uh Jake, but it's also pro taking down the statues. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, look, I I don't, I'm, I don't think conservatives in particular, but also libertarians that I've seen, are are making the right call in conflating statues with history. Statues and history aren't the same thing, and and I think uh, uh, conflating those two things is is a mistake. A lot of the statues that are being pulled down, there are some that don't deserve it. There are some that are statues that belong to churches and things of this nature that probably shouldn't be torn down. But as far as, like, well, George Washington and, and other heroes of, uh, of the state, I actually don't mind tearing those down. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not interested in idolizing people with whom I disagree on such a fundamental level. So it's, and I don't conflate it with history. I do not conflate statues with history. History is found in books. Statues, while they can be beautiful art, are are liter- are just that. They're just art. And and I'm not actually a huge fan of the state subsidizing art. So like, yeah, maybe sell them, sell them off. Uh I I the statue thing is I can understand the impulse to say this is tearing down history. This is this is Uh, uh, this is that, and I get it, and, and to a certain extent, maybe it's right, but I don't think conflating those two in such a one-to-one way is an accurate representation of what's actually happening, and again, I see the statues as art, and I don't think the state should be, uh, subsidizing art, so it's, I don't care about the statues, they're, they're not something that I find myself concerned about, um, Jake, yeah, I would like them sold, there is one that was taken down in Dallas that was a family artist that I would like sold to his museum. Yeah, that would be great. Sell it. Sell it. I'm totally okay with the idea of selling it. Just destroying it, I think, is a waste. Um, it's a waste of money. and It's a waste of art. I'm not a fan of destroying art. <laughs> um, I think selling it is the, is, the, is the solution. Jake says, pay some debt. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. Um this from uh Daring Firewall. Uh, Ixie has a weird line on all these uh, all these interesting like security and uh blogs and stuff that um I'm not sure where he pulls it from. Um, it's some probably something about the milieu that he finds himself in in some places. But uh I'm 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 fascinated. Every time he throws a link at me, I'm like, ooh, who's this? Um Yeah, this from Daring Fireball uh A new feature in iOS 14 alerts users when apps read the clipboard. But it turns out some apps have been reading the clipboard data excessively. TikTok users who upgraded to iOS 14, for example, quickly noted constant alerts warning them that TikTok was accessing the clipboard every few seconds. After being caught, TikTok now says it's removing the feature. In a statement to The Telegraph, TikTok said that it accessed the clipboard to identify, quote, spammy behavior. Uh following the uh, this is a, a quote following the beta release of iOS 14 on June 22nd users saw notifications while using a number of popular apps for TikTok this was triggered by a feature designed to identify repetitive spammy behavior we have already submitted an updated version of the app to the App Store removing the anti-spam feature to eliminate any potential confusion uh TikTok did not say whether the feature would be removed from Android devices nor whether clipboard data was ever stored or moved from user devices uh Continuing from the uh, from the post, TikTok, I probably don't need to remind you, is a Chinese company whose popularity algorithm is a black box. If you use TikTok, you should assume they've stored a copy of anything and everything you've had on your clipboard while using the app. Their slogan might as well be Chinese state-sanctioned social media, which to me says don't use them, but maybe that's just me. I mean, their explanation makes no sense at all. How is it an anti-spam feature to look at the clipboard contents of every single person using their app every three seconds? It's like finding out uh, that when you visit a certain store, they've been x-raying your pockets and bags every few seconds without consent or warning. And then confront it. And when confronted, they say, oh, yeah, we're just looking for shoplifters. (laughs) Like that's even vaguely acceptable. Uh As a follow-up to that, Ixercy also shared this story from Ars Technica, TikTok, and 32 other iOS apps still snoop on your sensitive clipboard data. Passwords, Bitcoin addresses, and anything else in the clipboards are free for the taking. In March, researchers uncovered uncovered a troubling privacy grab by more than four dozen iOS apps, including TikTok, the Chinese-owned social media and video sharing phenomenon that has taken the internet by storm. Despite TikTok vowing to curb the practice, it continues to access some of Apple users' most sensitive data, which can include passwords, cryptocurrency wallet addresses, account reset links, and personal messages. Another 32 apps identified in March haven't stopped either. The privacy invasion is a result of the apps repeatedly reading any text that happens to reside in clipboards, which computers and other devices use to store data that's been cut or copied from things like password managers and email programs. With no clear reason for doing so, researchers Talal Haj Bakri and Tommy Misk uh, found uh, the apps deliberately called an iOS programming interface that retrieves text from users' clipboards. In many cases, the covert reading isn't limited to data stored on the local device. In the event of the iPhone or iPad uh, uses the same Apple ID as other Apple devices that are within roughly 10 feet of each other. All of them share a universal clipboard, meaning contents can be copied from uh, the app of one device and pasted into an app running on a separate device. That leaves the, open the possibility that an app on an iPhone will read sensitive data on the clipboards of other connected devices. This can include Bitcoin addresses, passwords, email messages that are temporarily stored on the clipboard of a nearby Mac or iPad. Uh, despite running on a separate device, the iOS apps can easily read the sensitive data stored on the other machines. Uh, that's, uh, that's as much as I'm going to read for that. Um, this is... These fucking apps, man. Um, if you use... Uh, I'll just say this. The, the best you can do, HFTM says LastPass. Yeah, but the problem is that LastPass, um, with LastPass, depending upon the app that you're using, sometimes it autofills the, the field, which would mean you're not necessarily vulnerable to this. But sometimes with LastPass, depending upon the app, you have to copy it to the clipboard and then paste the password. So in that instance, yes, your password's on the clipboard. Uh, the same is true for, um, well, like they said, you know, Bitcoin and all these other things. It's, it's uh, the, the this is not cool, man. <laughs> um, if you use Lineage OS, uh, <clears throat> if you use Lineage OS, you can turn on what's called Privacy Guard, which allows you to see kind of what's being accessed by an app. Um, there are also other apps that you can install, especially from uh, Fostroid. Uh which is a free and open source software app store for android you can You can install apps from there that will allow you to see what's being accessed by other apps. um I recommend doing something anything. God, anything is better than nothing um in order to try and protect your privacy. anything at all. um let's move on. This is another story that comes to us from uh jake published on the 30th from bbc uh, bbc news flu virus with pandemic potential found in china now i saw this on twitter and i didn't click on it so i'm very glad that this was shared a new strain of flu that has the potential to become a pandemic has been identified in china by scientists it emerged recently and it's carried by pigs but can infect humans they say the researchers are concerned that it could mutate furthers and it can spread easily from person to person and trigger a global outbreak while it is not an immediate problem, they say it has, quote, all the harm of being highly adapted to infect humans and needs close monitoring. As it's new, people could have little or no immunity to the virus. The scientists write in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences that, pres- uh, that uh, measures to control the virus in pigs and the close monitoring of, sw- of swine industry workers uh, should be swiftly in- uh, implemented of uh, influ- influenza is among the top disease threats that experts are watching for, even as the world attempts to bring an end to a current coronavirus pandemic. The last pandemic flu the world encountered, the swine flu outbreak of 2009, was less deadly than initially feared, largely because many older people had some immunity to it, probably because of its similarity to other flu viruses that had circulated years before." Uh, that virus called the name of that virus is now covered by the annual flu vaccine to make sure people are protected. The new flu strain that's been identified in China is similar to the twenty nine, uh, the 2009 swine flu, but with some new changes so far, it hasn't been, it hasn't posed a big threat. professor Ken Chow Chang and colleagues who have been studying it say it's one to keep an eye on. Um, I'm under the impression, sorry, I'm so thirsty. I'm drinking water. I'm under the impression that this happens all the time and that the only reason this just get this got uh that this got ran in the BBC news and 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 kind of got shared around is because people it's in it's front of mind for people right now like the coronavirus thing and all that has this kind of thing front of mind as far as i'm aware of this isn't like an uncommon thing i what the point i'm making is i wouldn't be scared uh this kind of thing happens all the time uh in theory a flu pandemic could occur at any time but uh they are still rare events pandemics happen if a new strain emerges that can easily spread from person to person and eh, that's a that's an if it's dice rolling man and, and again i don't think this is uh i don't think this is something to be afraid of it is interesting and it's something to keep an eye on and uh especially if this one magically ends up spreading around at the at the moment where china is uh is currently annexing Hong Kong, and uh, and here I'm just gonna go right to this story. I am <sighs> the, the China is um boy howdy are they just absolute what a shithole, what terrible people running it, um this from Axios. I'm, I'm going to this from that last story because it kind of leads me to this. U.S. seizes $800,000 in shipment of Zhejiang products made with human hair. Uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers detained a shipment of almost 13 tons of wigs and other human hair products suspected of being made through forced labor in Zhejiang, China. U.S. government officials tell Axios... Uh, importing products made with forced labor into the U.S. is illegal, but it's extremely difficult to trace U.S. supply chains back to, vi- to factories in Zhejiang that use forced labor, making this a rare event. On June 17th, CBP issued a withhold release order for uh, Lop County uh, Maizhen Hair Product Company Limited in southern Zhejiang, requiring U.S. ports of entry to detain any shipments from that company to the U.S. Uh what they're saying, quote, the product the production of these goods constitutes a very serious human rights violation, and the detention order is intended to send a clear and direct message to all entities seeking to do business with the United States that illicit and inhumane practices will not be tolerated in US supply chains. Uh, The Chinese government has instituted forced labor on a mass scale as part of its campaign to subjugate and forcibly assimilate Uyghurs and other Muslim ethnic minorities. More than a million Uyghurs have been detained in a string of concentration camps in Xinjiang. Uh, some former detainees are sent to work in factories where they are under tight surveillance, maybe forced to attend indoctrination sessions. Numerous female survivors have said that women's heads were shaved when they were admitted to the camps. So, this is. There's a fucking Holocaust happening in China. No one's fucking talking about it. Nobody cares. Concentration camps, forced labor, shaving people as soon as they get sent to the fucking camp. This is. There are 11 million Uyghur Muslims in China. Eleven million. If this gets if this continues, this has the potential to have to lead to more deaths than the Nazi Holocaust dead. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody's talking about it. Because China owns the debt. And China makes the medicine. And China makes all of our goods. They just annexed Hong Kong. They just passed a bill that basically gives them total control of Hong Kong. They've just started arresting people in Hong for, for protesting against Chinese rule of Hong Kong. This is... This, th- Hong Kong was supposed to be independent for a hundred years. And they have been since the 90s. China couldn't wait 30 years. Was it hundred years or 50 years that Hong Kong was supposed to be independent? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. China jumped the fucking gun. And nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying shit about it. When's the last time you heard an American politician talk about what China's doing to the Uyghurs, talk about what China's doing to Hong Kong? When's the last time you heard an American politician mention anything about that? When's the last time you heard a talking head on the news talk about it? Jake Bird. Well, yeah, but Bird's a smart guy who cares about stuff like that, and he has no power. Like, that's the thing, is the only people who are talking about this are guys like, like you and me. Guys like Bird. Libertarians on Twitter, that's it. Nobody with any authority is talking about this. When I say nobody's talking about it, and and this is something that I say a lot, so I should clarify, um, because it's not accurate the way that I say it. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, I'm I'm trying to. I should clarify because this is something that I say a lot, and I don't say it accurately. So I'm not. Uh, uh, I do not. I don't expect people to be able to read my mind, and so I should clarify that when I say nobody's talking about it, what. The things that I'm complaining about are things that I and other people like Bird and and, and and those of you who listen to the show likely do talk about, likely do care about and know about. When I say something like nobody's talking about this, I mean the mainstream, I mean politicians, people with any power or authority, they don't care. They don't care about the damage that's being done to people. They pretend to all day long, but they don't really. And... Part of it is because there's always a little piece of me that wants to have faith in humanity um, that just won't die. That piece of me just won't die. Um, even though it probably should, because it's been proven time and again that that piece of me is... Acts, that, that, that part of my psychology, that part of me that wants to have faith in humanity, acts based upon nothing. There is nothing, no evidence whatsoever that I should have any faith in humanity at all. Humanity moving, you know, following leaders to a, to, a, to a place that's actually good for anyone. No, that doesn't exist. But there's a piece in me that just won't let it die. There's a piece in me that still wants to believe that the people who I know in my core are evil because they are governments. <laughs> I know in my core that they're evil. There's still a piece in me that thinks maybe there's one of them. Maybe there's one of them who can do the right thing. So that's what I mean when I say nobody's talking about it. I, I know I know people like Bird are talking about it and, and things like that. I'm not I'm not meaning to uh hammer on uh uh hammer on just like the people who listen to this show. I know you all talk about it. It's 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 more like, you know, people who are in any position of power. Uh the chest says but synthetic hair doesn't die as well as uh every vap uh I'm sorry, uh, but synthetic hair doesn't die as well. Said every vapid beauty influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, makes sense. Your peeps are dope, so it seems like others should be too. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things. Like, there's just, there's just a piece in me that just wants to have faith in humanity and, and shouldn't. It's stupid. And I don't mean having faith in, like, the individual. Like, um, I can't remember who said it. Uh, it was a comedian i can't remember what bit it comes from um, but it's the idea that you know people are smart and and the response is no people aren't smart. A person can be smart. people are dumb uh, and I think that's definitely true but again, there's just one piece of me that won't admit it <laughs> um, you know what i I think it's time I think it's time <gasps>
2: will do fine. It's time for Who Do You Trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money,
0: money, money. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Who do you trust? I'll tell you who I trust. I trust Superior, Executive Producer. Seriously, Saw you 77 I trust Executive Producer Schilderberg, Producers Max Ogburn, Absurdist Fool, and Whoa Dude. If you would like to join them, you can do so through Alternative Internet Radio, ARAD.io, or The roguefile, roguefile.com. Uh, there are other methods uh, by which, if you'd like to support the show, you can. Uh, there is uh, There are Bitcoin or uh, crypto addresses you can send things to if you'd rather do it that way. Uh, you can also, there is a, a merch store from which you can order things. Uh, downloading the show helps. Commenting helps. Joining the Discord helps. Hitting me up on Twitter helps. Every little thing helps. I'm thankful to those who give money, but it's not necessary. You can... Tell a friend, download the episode, do whatever it is that, uh, that you're, that you can do or that you want to do to help out the show. Thank you all so much, uh, for doing that. Again, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. Uh, I talked to Subscribestar, they're, they cannot charge anything back. So what I have decided to do is if you are a subscriber who was charged during a month that I said I wasn't going to be taking out a, uh, taking out a payment, Uh, and you want your money back, which is totally fair, hit me up in Discord, in the Discord or on Twitter, PM me, uh, in one of those two places, and, uh, uh, we can get together to figure out which months those were, do some math, and I will give you back your money via uh, Venmo, probably is the best way to do it. Um hit me up on those places that's been a, it's been a running thing the fact that I did not know how Subscribestar star works and so people paid for months that I didn't expect people to be paying for and so if you are a person who uh, to whom this happened and you want that back i'm i'm i i am i do not mean to put the onus on you but the thing is that's the only easy way to do it um that's the only way to like Doing it any other way would be far too much work. And so the easiest, and I've had several people say that they don't actually mind. So I'm, I'm saying I'm doing it this way because that way people who do mind, people who do feel like they shouldn't have had to pay for those months, with which I agree, uh, can get a hold of me in one of those two places. Again, Twitter or in the Discord. PM me, DM me in those places. Uh, we'll get together, figure out the months, figure out the math, and I will get your money back to you uh again if you would like to join them on the subscribe star or support the show in any other way you can do so alternative internet radio dot io, or the rogue file rogue let's go through these names again superior executive producer xercy saw you 77 executive producer childerberg produces max augburn of fool and whoa dude that's superior executive producers xercy saw you 77 executive producer childerberg produces max of of fool and whoa dude thank you all so much you are all diamonds in the rough wolves amongst ravens Uh, Gods amongst men, beautiful bright spots of light in this dark, dingy, and terrible place we all call the internet. Two more stories. Actually, three more. Uh, We have a story, another one from Reason, written by Scott Schaffer. Police departments asked Live PD to cut footage that made cops look bad. Uh, (laughs) Live PD is a show on A&E where they uh, show body cam footage, pretty sure. After A&E canceled, the police ride-along reality show Live PD in response to growing criticism and activism about how police officers uh, treat black people, host Dan Abrams insisted that part of the purpose of the show was to provide additional transparency into how uh, uh, officers operate in the field. Abrams said that he thought the show actually furthered the cause of police accountability. But a new investigation by the Marshall Project and relate, really, but one of the best fucking organizations, by the way, out there, the Marshall Project. They have a whole fucking thing on the Blue Wall of Silence. It's one of my favorite web pages on the planet. Because there are all these people who think that the Blue Wall of Silence is a myth. And the Marshall Project, I swear to God, I'll put a link to him in the show notes. The Marshall Project is fucking awesome. They have this whole page about stories about the Blue Wall of Silence and the way that cops cover for each other. And it's one of my favorite resources to send people because like people who, who don't think that, uh, people who think that, that cops don't cover for other cops, bad behavior. As soon as they see that webpage, it's like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like it's huge. It's, one of my favorite things. Um, a new investigation by the Marshall Project, in partnership with the Daily Beast, raises questions about the influence of police departments on whom the show, uh, with whom the show partnered. The Marshall Project sought out records and emails between the forty-seven law enforcement agencies that worked with Live PD and the show's production company. From the twenty agencies who responded to the records requests. Uh, there's 20 more, uh, 27 agencies who apparently need to be taken to court for not responding. Uh, they found documentation that police officers reviewed footage before it aired and that in 13 cases, police asked Live PD not to broadcast specific encounters. Not all of Live PD was aired live. The show frequently followed police and recorded footage to be aired for future episodes. And even for the footage aired live, there was actually a 10 to 25 minute delay so the footage could be reviewed. The show said it only edited footage to, provide, uh, pri- uh, I'm sorry, to remove private information or censor footage that could jeopardize a case or cause a security risk. But the Marshall Project found that law enforcement agencies asked that footage be cut for other reasons. In one such case, police in Warwick, Rhode Island, confronted a man on a skateboard with a shopping cart who was suspected of shoplifting. As a police car chased the man on the skateboard, it appeared as though it's not fully clear that the officer driving the car opened the door to knock the skater down while the vehicle was moving. Uh, that's all I'm going to read from that because we shouldn't be surprised by this at all. Again, I'll put a link to the Marshall Project in the show notes and to the story. Um, fucking love the Marshall Project. They do amazing work. We have a story out of Mega City 3. <laughs> this makes me very happy. Uh, Og announces new charges against former Mega City 3 narcotics supervisors in connection with Fatal Drug Raid. Harris County District Attorney Kim Ogg announced charges against four former Mega City 3 police narcotics officers tied to a botched drug raid last year that claimed the lives of two homeowners at a news conference uh, Wednesday. Uh, No, it was announced at a news conference Wednesday. It didn't claim the lives of two homeowners at the news conference Wednesday. That was poorly written, Houston Chronicle. What are you doing? Sorry, Mega City 3 Chronicle. What are you doing? uh Ogg also announced additional charges against former police officers gerald goins and steve bryan for a total of 15 new felony charges in the case fuck yes Og said supervisor sergeants uh clement reyna tommy woods and lieutenant robert gonzalez are being charged in connection with the case in addition uh haji armstrong goins old partner is being charged these charges include falsifying government documents used in narcotics investigations tampering with government records and theft uh Og said these charges come after officers lied repeatedly repeatedly and that rules were intentionally cast aside uh goings and other uh i'm sorry uh, quote goings and others could never have preyed on our community the way they did without the participation of the supervisors every check and balance in place to stop this type of behavior was circumvented Og said there was a graft and greed at every step in the process and prosecutors are making their way through the evidence one incident at a time um so uh art acevedo I'm talking to you, shart avocado, police chief of Mega City 3. You called the officers involved in this raid who murdered these two people heroes. Two people were murdered in their home and you called the murderers, the cops who killed them, you called them heroes. And now, in the wake of everything that's gone on since the death of George Floyd, you go out and you march downtown with a bunch of protesters who don't know better about you. And you try to rehab your image in the blood of George Floyd. They don't know about the sexual impropriety that you were accused of in California. They don't know about your comments when you were in Austin. When you were the chief in Austin. And when Campus Carry was being passed. They don't know that the logic... You used in discussions about campus carry was that, well, I don't see why women have to carry on campus because, you know, we have resources for rape victims. They don't know that about you. But I do. Art Acevedo cannot be allowed to come through this whole fucking thing. All of this that's happening now. Art Acevedo cannot be allowed to come out the other side with his job intact. It's a fucking embarrassment. Florida. Let's end on a good note. Florida. Just passed the most sweeping occupational licensing reform in history. This is a good thing. This is a very good thing. Sweeping reform signed into law by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday will loosen or abolish occupational licensing regulations across more than 30 professions, cutting red tape for potentially thousands of workers in the state. The Occupational Freedom and Opportunity Act, which cleared the state legislature with overwhelming bipartisan support earlier this year, quote, will save thousands of Floridians both time and money for years to come, DeSantis said in a statement announcing his signing of the bill. State Representative uh, Blaise uh, Ingoglia? I think I got that right. The bill's sponsor called it the largest license deregulation effort in Florida history. According to the Institute for Justice, a libertarian law firm that advocates for licensing reform and sues states over unfair licensing laws, Florida's House Bill 1193 might be an even bigger, uh, might be an even bigger deal. In a statement, the Institute said the bill, quote, repeals more occupational licensing laws than any licensing reform ever passed by any other state congratulations florida the bill fully repeals some of the state's most unnecessary licensing laws including those that previously garnered interior design i'm sorry governed interior designers hair braiders and boxing match timekeepers it loosens the state's cosmetology licensing laws to allow a wide range of hair and nail styling activities to take place outside of licensed salons a particularly timely reform in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic as it will pave the way for stylists to make house calls dieticians and nutritionists will be able to work without fear of being targeted by sting operations and threatened with jail time simply for a supposed crime of giving out tips on healthy eating. The new law will allow any person who provides information, wellness recommendations, or advice concerning nutrition to do so without a license as long as they do not provide those services to individuals under the direct care of a physician for medical reasons or advertise themselves as medical professionals. The bill also eliminates separate business licenses for architects, geologists, and landscape architects who already hold individual licenses in those fields, although that does not raise the uh, that does raise the question of why geologists and landscape architects need to be licensed in the first place. Hopefully, DeSantis will get around to fixing that next. Importantly, the new law follows on some reforms passed by Arizona last year to expand the recognition of out-of-state licenses. Barbers and cosmetologists licensed in other states will be allowed to practice their trades in Florida without having to get re-licensed, and the law instructs the State Department of Business and Professional Regulation to begin the process of identifying other professions where similar reciprocity could be offered. The new law also clears up a long standing disagreement over whether state or local officials control the licensing process for food trucks by placing health and safety issues under state authority. Local officials will still be able to keep food trucks out of certain areas with zoning laws, but they won't be able to pile additional licensing requirements on top of existing state rules to block vendors from operating. Florida is just the third state to pass such a law, according to the Institute for Justice. Congratulations, Florida. Maybe we can finally start giving some people the opportunity to make some money without putting up roadblocks in front of people who just want to work. Oh uh, very well done. Let's continue to do more of this. Very happy, very, very happy to hear about this. Um that's very good news I think to end the show on. Uh thank you all so much for listening. What am I gonna give you? What am I gonna give you? Um here we go. Let's let's in in the in celebration of the uh <laughs> here we go. How about uh as far as occupational licensing, this is what we gotta do.
2: If you can't fix what's broken, you'll uh, you'll go insane.
0: I want to thank everybody who hung out in the chat and kept me on my toes during this recording. You can do that every week, A-I-R-A-D dot I-O slash live. I want to thank everybody who listens to the show, everybody who downloads the show, everybody who rates us and gives us a review on whatever platform you listen on. I want to thank the producers, all you glorious and magnanimous people who support this show you can do that on A-I-R-A-D dot I-O or on the Rogue File, roguefile.com slash donate. Uh, you can find the things that I write on the Rogue File, roguefile.com. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Dean files. You can find the network on Twitter at AltNet Radio. Go ahead and give us a follow there. I love every single one of you glorious freaks and I will be back with you next week. Y'all have a great week. This has been an alternative internet radio production. For more great shows like this, visit AIR at AIRAD.io. That's AIRAD.io.